Good morning, Erin. Good morning. Thanks for joining us again for part two. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what is another story from Dana you would like to share with us? What's that? What is another story from Dana you would like to share with us? Um, I think a good story to share, uh, this story, this story needs a title. It's <laughs> going to be called How to Give Your Dad a Heart Attack. <laughs> Oh, no. Crap his pants, or, or both <laughs> simultaneously. That's the, t that's the title of the story. Okay. Um, it was the winter time, and my family and I were going somewhere, probably to Saskatoon or Humboldt or something, and uh, my dad went out to start the van to heat, you know, to get it heated up before we could go. Yeah. And he wasn't done getting ready, so my brother and I got ready. We were ready, and he said, okay, go sit out in the van until until I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And so um, he finished getting ready, and he came outside, and we weren't in the van. Mm -hmm. He's probably thinking, oh, those crazy kids, where are they? They've gone to play or something. And so he walked to the, <laughs> he walked to the end of the van, and he turned, and my brother and I were on our hands and knees with our faces right up to the exhaust pipe, <laughs> inhaling deeply the fumes. And yeah, he wasn't very happy. That's a, that's a memory I have of, of Dana. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> um, I have another one. We... Uh, this was in grade five. I think it was in grade five, mm -hmm. and we went to Saskatoon, and there were to a really big pool as part of a field trip. And part of this pool had a, another pool, and it was the, the dive pool. And we had asked the this, the um, the chaperones if we could if we could jump off the, the diving board. And, you know, with uh, competitive diving, there's, like, a, a, the platforms, there's a 5-meter, there's a 7.5-meter, and then there's a 10-meter. So they said we could jump off the 7.5. And, mm -hmm. um, and so some boys went and went up to the top of the platform, and I thought about it, and then I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this, too. And so I started climbing the stairs to go up, and two of the boys um, were coming down. And I remember that it was Dion Bateman and uh, Stephen Daniels. And I said to them, did you jump? <laughs> Side note, duh, Aaron, they're coming down the <laughs> stairs. So, of course, they, of course they hadn't jumped. <laughs> so they had very, they, they, I think I asked them why, and they said it was too high. And at that point, I kind of decided that no matter what, I was going to jump off this platform. I probably thought, pay attention, boys, it's <laughs> and so And so I got to, uh, to climb up to the top and walk towards the edge and didn't even look down, didn't hesitate, took a deep breath and just stepped out. If I had stepped, if I had looked over the edge before, I before I started dropping, I would have noticed that um, with most dive dive pools, they've got bubbles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, jets of bubbles that come up to. Uh, no, 
helps the science part of it. Yeah, break up the water tension. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that sound right? I, anyway. I know the bubbles you're talking about. Yeah, basically they're there so that when you hit the water, it doesn't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. They either did not have them or they were not turned on. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to me dropping off of this platform. I'm falling, 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 and I'm starting to think, wow, this is, this is <laughs> too high. This is too high. And I, and just as I was thinking, when am I going to hit the water? I hit the water. <laughs> and I hit it such an awkward position. I was kind of like, not fully in a sitting position, but my butt was sticking out. And my hands were straight out to the side. Uh-huh. And so I just went boom and hit this water. And it hurt so much. And I sunk down really low into the water. Because, remember, I took my breath right before I jumped. So by the time I hit the water, I was almost completely out of breath. <laughs> so I sunk down really deep in the water, and then I had to fight to get to the top. I had to kick and flail my arms with everything I had. I was probably within two seconds of drowning, like before I hit the, before I was able to come up for um, for air. Uh-huh. And when I finally got to the top, I was, like, gasping, and I was turned away from the other kids if I was facing the wall. And I was just, like, I couldn't believe it. I was, like, gasping. I was, like, so scared. I was, like, oh, my gosh, that was the stupidest thing that I've done since I stuck my face in it. (laughs) 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 But then I, like, swam over, and I think Dion and Stephen like oh my gosh you jumped that was so cool and I'm like yeah it was cool (laughs) it wasn't cool at all it did not feel cool (laughs) do you remember jumping off a diving board since Um, like you got back on yeah yeah no no just regular um I after that, I was never in a big, huge pool like that. Like, the next space that we lived at had just a, you know, it was just a small pool that had a regular springboard diving board. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I, I haven't, I have not done that. <laughs> I've fallen off a lot of things, but nothing that Yeah, you were saying, like, you fell off, like, a bike or something? And this mm-hmm. ties into another story? Yeah, this story will be a little bit long. Um, yeah, this, so this is kind of a two-part story, so I apologize to anyone that's that's listening to part two of my interview. But yeah, this one is a little bit long, but um, I was kind of thinking about this story because I was thinking about how with um, Dana, with, with so many moms being stay-at-home moms there was always someone like when you got hurt there was always someone nearby Mm -hmm. to take care of you and on this particular occasion it happened to be Tammy LeBlanc's mom Mm -hmm. that uh, that took care of me during this this thing but some background story on this was that um at some point when we were living in Dana, we, uh, my family and I, we went to see the musical ride, the RCMP musical ride, mm-hmm. and I decided at that point that 
when I grew up, I wanted to be one of the riders in the musical ride. I don't think I wanted to do any of the police work. Mm-hmm. I think I just wanted to be in the ride. <laughs> and, and so my bike, in my imagination, became one of those horses. Mm-hmm. And I named it Windy. Mm-hmm. The horse's name was Windy. Side note, interesting fact. Did you know that all the horses on the musical ride are girls? They're female? No. Yeah, I didn't. it's true. Hmm. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, so Wendy and I, the horse, my bike, um, would practice to become, um, to, to become people on, or to, to become part of the musical ride. And uh, at some point, I think I kind of forgot what they actually do on the on the musical ride, and it became something different in my mind where where the riders would perform tricks on their horses. Mm-hmm. And so I started working on what was going to become my signature move. Mm-hmm. And what it was, was it would have been me standing on the horse, holding onto the reins with one leg, like one leg on the horse and one leg sticking out to the side. Mm-hmm. Kind of imagine a peeing dog. Uh. that's what my signature move was going to be I guess I thought it would look good anyways so on this particular day Wendy and I were galloping around Dumont and I you know had gotten myself up to speed was starting to climb up onto the seat and the bike um you know the horse um was had one of those big bananas like was it called a banana seat? Yeah. Big long ones. Yeah, a banana seat. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I was starting to climb up onto that, and had stood up. My hands were on the handlebars. I was just about to stick my leg out, and it was at that point I just crashed horrifically on the bike, <laughs> and it was right in front of Tammy LeBlanc's house. And this was the first time I knocked the wind out of myself, so I didn't really know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so I managed to drag myself off of the road onto, presumably to die on her lawn. I don't know. <laughs> but she, she must have heard or seen me moaning and rolling around on her <laughs> So she came out and she took care of me. I was, uh, I, I remember from that two things one was just that she was so nice in just because I was so upset and crying and she was so calming and then she got me cleaned up and and uh she put cabbage patch kid band-aids on me and I was so excited because my mom only ever bought just the plain brown ones yeah so I was I was really excited about these cabbage patch band-aids and and I was so impressed with the level of care that I got at the LeBlanc house that I was convinced she was a nurse and I and I told my mom she was a nurse and she was like no I'm like yep (laughs) and you were you had you had um an update about stitches yeah Uh after we last talked I remembered that um like we weren't there for the closing, but my parents still had stayed in contact with 
guy where that flies yeah, yeah and he would always crash land he yes. could never he could never land properly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and another i couldn't really think of a lot of movies but mm-hmm. one that i did think of was um do you remember the muppet movie yes yeah that's one i remember um that's one i remember a lot is watching that. And any songs? And I think was, what's that? Any songs? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, one of the songs that I remember is um, Come On, Feel the Noise. Mm-hmm. That song I remember because uh, I remember being in the park and Andy Stone had brought his Walkman mm-hmm. and he let me listen to it. And that was the first time for me, I guess, Walkmans were really new, so mm-hmm. this was brand new technology for me, and when <laughs> I, I remember when I put on the headphones and and listened to it, that was the song that was playing. Uh-huh. And um, I remember when we were leaving Dana, uh, the song that was playing on the radio was um, Every Time You Go Away. By Paul Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, that one. Um, so those are some songs that I remember. 
yeah. Um, but do you remember, like, Christmas caroling uh, when we were in, like, brownies and guides? No. No. Oh, we would go from house to house Christmas caroling. Hmm. And um, I never liked doing it. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because when you're Christmas caroling, only half, about half of the people ever seem to come to the door. Yeah. And it always felt so weird, like you'd run up and ring the doorbell and then run back and get into place and everybody would wait to start the song and then like no door would open (laughs) (laughs) and then at some point you have to just kind of decide that um (laughs) that they're not coming to the door and you can see that the lights on the cars there you know they're there they're just not coming to the door to hear you guys sing yeah now as an adult if i don't if i if I'm not expecting a package, if I'm not expecting someone to come over, when the doorbell rings, like, I hit the floor, basically. <laughs> and so now I understand it perfectly. But at the time, I didn't. didn't. No. I was like, why wouldn't somebody want to come on and listen to me sing? Yeah. When, you, when we were talking last time, you asked, um, there was a library on the base. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. I remember going down, walking down to it and browsing and taking books home mm-hmm. yeah the i think that the, the librarian i don't remember who it was but whoever that person is really deserves a lot of credit because i think that 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 time in my life was when i really started reading a lot mm-hmm. and just really enjoying books and like i remember do you remember like um like Judy Bloom books and Beverly Cleary, and there was these books that had this main character and her name was Bookie. Yes, we have those in the library here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those books. Like, mm-hmm. so I think uh, I just remember like a lot of like really cold winter nights being curled up with a book mm-hmm. and just reading so much because you know there just wasn't you know back then there wasn't. 24-hour cartoon channels. No. <laughs> you couldn't watch TV constantly. You had to do stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I, I remember just that was a time in my life where I had so much time to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Little House on the Prairie. Mm. Those books, yeah. Yeah, those books were good. winter time at the school how they would never let us in in the morning until the bell rang yes and um you know like it, it was so cold some winter mornings and do you remember how everybody like would push like would just like would everybody would go into a corner and just like all stand really close together for warmth kind of like cows and penguins do yeah, in the cold. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what we <laughs> would do. And and I think now, like, if I was a teacher looking out at that, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, guys, maybe we need to let the kids in. <laughs> They're acting like penguins. <laughs> I remember that. And do you remember, like, skipping and tetherball? Yes. Yeah, I was always so impressed because it was the older kids that could do tetherball. I never got the hang of it. Uh, okay, 
another thing I remember too um, was the Christmas star on the domes. A few people have mentioned that, and I don't remember it. I wish I did. Yeah, so it must have been on something that, like, would circulate around the dome because the the star didn't glow consistently. Mm-hmm. It would just, it would kind of flash. Okay. And so I would watch it, and I go, oh, there it is! <laughs> oh, there it is! And that's... <laughs> Yeah, that was a big day. Yeah, and you'd sit and you'd go through it and you'd circle all the toys you wanted Santa to bring you. Yes. And, yeah, that was a big day. Another big day, I remember, was when the Scholastic Book Orders would come at school. Oh, I can still remember what those pages smell like. The papers. Oh, yeah. My mom would always let us get one book from each order. Mm-hmm. And I remember how the box would get carried in to the teacher and everyone would get so excited and yeah. she would never open it until the end of the day and just <laughs> the anticipation of getting that book would like literally drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, come on, can't we just open the box now? I still have my books that I got from Scholastic. I kept them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I just loved it. I love the Scholastic Book Orders. One, one of the things I did get from the Scholastic Book Order was this autograph book. And oh, I remember yeah. right before we left Dana, I went around and I tried to get as many autographs as I could. Yours is still in there. Um, it was just me signing my name or did I write a little message? Um, no, you signed your name a bunch of times in a bunch of different ways. <laughs> And then I got, I got signatures from, like, adults and um, Mrs. Brown and just any kids I could find. Um, <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, so I have all those signatures. Um, do you remember the mosquito truck that would drive around the base spraying? No. God knows what into the air. <laughs> yeah, it would happen. <laughs> it would happen at night, and my mom would always want us to come in before the mosquito truck would drive around. Uh-huh. And um, I loved the smell of it. And so, <laughs> and so, even though I'd be inside, I'd open up my windows and I could sniff it as it went by. <laughs> um, do you remember? And um. How, you know how, like, Dina would get so much snow, Mm -hmm. and in the springtime when everything would start melting, how everyone would suddenly find all the hats and scarves (laughs) and mittens that they had lost over the winter? Yes. I remember coming home, and I have this huge, (laughs) soggy scarf. I'm like, Mom, look what I found! (laughs) Oh, good job. (laughs) Or how, like, and, but my mom, like, at some point got smart and would, would make the, the mittens have that long string so that yeah. they would always stick to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
you know, like I, I look back on Dana and to me it was just, it felt like such, like, such a simple, innocent time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, I don't know if it was like this where in the base that you went after Dana, but everything just seemed bigger. Like instead of having a class of 10 kids, you went into a school and everybody in, everybody in grade eight was, there was 200 people in your grade. And it was just like, it was just so different. Yeah. I remember everything feeling bigger, more overwhelming. Yeah. And I feel like the kids all seemed older and much I older. Felt like I had to, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I felt like I had to grow up really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like all the girls seemed to be wearing makeup when I still wasn't and mm-hmm. just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, I, it wasn't until just recently that I started, I think because of quarantine, I think that, uh, I just had a lot more time to stop, like think about stuff. And so I started remembering and thinking about Dana more. Mm-hmm. And just realizing that I had a lot of memories of, of it. Yeah. And just talking with uh, talking with you and reconnecting with you and and listening to everybody else's stories too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I had forgotten and someone would say it. Like when Brenda Hunda mentioned Mrs. Brown's house at Halloween, I was like, Oh right. <laughs> I used to just skip her house because she was too scary. <laughs> <laughs> Will you have a good day? Yeah, you have a good day too, and have a good weekend. Okay. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.